Hey everybody, welcome to the Bear Hunting Podcast. Thanks for tuning in today. Sorry it's been so long since we made a recent podcast, but uh, anyway, um, I got a guest that uh, you guys have asked for and uh, I've wanted to get on for a while and finally got him on. So uh, today we brought on Ryan Derlago. He is the uh, owner and operator of Stick Flingers Manitoba Bow Hunts, an all archery uh, bear hunting camp up in, uh, is it northern Manitoba you're up in? Up in Ryan, or is it? Yeah, we, okay. It, sure, yeah, I would be considered northwestern Manitoba. It's tucked up pretty tight to Saskatchewan. Okay, okay. Yeah, yeah, I saw on your on their website it was Unit 13, I think you hunt in, or GMU 13, whatever you guys call it. That's there. right. Okay. Yeah, it's Area 13. Okay, cool. So anyway, we've got Ryan Derlago on the line, and uh, he's, uh, from what I can tell, he's a bear-killing machine, and uh, I think he fits the definition of, um, I don't know, maybe maybe folks know, know of you, Ryan, but... When uh, when folks asked me to bring you on, I didn't quite know who you were to be honest. And uh, once I did a little research, I was like, "Holy cow! I got to get this guy on." <laughs> so oh, that's funny. I appreciate that. Yeah. yeah uh, yep. No problem yeah, at all. That, that's different. I, I've never really wanted to be someone famous. Right. Um. You know, I, I try to stay under wraps and everything, but uh, yeah. I guess just being being an outfitter in the bear hunting world and. You know, you get a few videos out there on YouTube and some chat rooms, and it's it's amazing what the world where where the world can take you. Oh, I know, I know. I mean, you know, just even me doing this podcast. I mean, I'm not anything big whatsoever. I'm just a guy that likes to talk about bear hunting. And I was like, hey, you know, I might as well start a podcast because nobody's going to start one. I don't think. <laughs> By all means, yeah, for sure. For sure. And uh, yeah. and it's amazing how quickly you you meet people and learn about people and stuff. So, but yeah, cool. Well, how did you get into bear hunting, Ryan? Uh, well, <clears throat> bear hunt. I, I grew up in a bow hunting family mm-hmm. uh, in the seventies. Up here in Manitoba, bow hunting wasn't really um, hadn't really taken off yet. And my father was one of the first groups of bow hunters. There's probably a dozen guys in the around 1970-71 that started bow hunting here in Manitoba. Okay. And I was born in '73, so I was born right into that. You know, it was new to him. It was exciting to him. And he was hunting bears that, uh, that's when he started hunting bears was, I believe, 72, 73. Okay. And he shot, uh, his first bear in 73, uh, the year I was born. Oh, cool. And, uh, yeah. So I just was kind of part of it growing up, you know, um, my first word was bear as a baby and that's <laughs> not a lie because there was always dead bears on the wall and yeah. we always doing bear stuff. Right. And yeah. That, yeah. that, uh, took me bear hunting and bear baiting right from when I was a baby um, actively hunting in the tree with them. I was probably five or six years old, but, uh, it's one of those things. I, it's just as long as I can remember, you know, bear hunting was something we did. Um, just recently shot some video, uh, for a promo video, um, for my business. And I talk about all this stuff, but, uh, I guess it's the first time it's out there, Yeah. but, uh, yeah, it's, uh, it's just something I grew up into. It's something I've done forever. And, uh, yeah, it, it's just amazing where it's gone. Wow, that's cool. <laughs> so, I mean, you were you're bear hunting right out the gate. That's awesome. I, I hope my kids are, you know, I got young kids. They're three and a half and one. And uh, 
I, I hope, yeah, I mean, I've taken both of bear baiting with me already and everything, but I hope to bring them up just like that. Although I don't know if I'm doing a good enough job because their first word was not bear. They say bear pretty quick, but. Uh... <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, I think, I think that's just me. There's something in my brain with bears. I don't know. That's awesome. That is cool. Yeah. So you're just like born right into bear hunting. That's great. Cool. So, yeah, born so... Right... Go ahead. Go ahead. No, no, no. Go ahead. No, yeah, just born right into it and uh, bow hunting yeah. as well the whole time. It was, it was a bow hunting family. We didn't do a whole lot of rifle hunting. Gotcha. Um, which I'm not against. Yeah. Uh, totally for it. But it was just, you know, born into the bow hunting is what is the way I started. Yeah, definitely understand that. So that's cool. So I, I was your first bear with a bow then? Yeah, my first bear was actually with a recurve bow. Yeah, I uh, got into, uh, I just started with a recurve bow and then transitioned to a compound bow and then right back to a recurve bow a little later. And (laughs) I had made a bunch of wooden arrows and practiced all all winter. And yeah, the the next spring I I shot this bear. (laughs) It was, I didn't make such a good shot on the bear. Uh It was a blonde, it was a little blonde bear. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, I, I, I hit him in the spine and then I, back in the day, used to carry these quivers with like eight arrows in them. Like yeah. It was just a whole, this whole bunch of arrows. I shot every arrow I had again after that at the bear uh-huh. and he ended up dying at the base of my tree <laughs> with all my arrows laying around. It looked like a war zone. And, uh, yeah, I think. I ran, I, I jumped on a three wheeler because back in the day, that's what we had was yeah. three wheelers. And I, went, I was alone and I went and got my, my dad. And he said, when we got back to the tree, to the bait, he said, it looked like a war zone and not only a war zone, but that the bear was just covered in lumber. It looked like, because I had taken every tree off the branch I was in and dropped it on the bear to make sure it was dead. <laughs> Yeah, and he said it was a bear under a big pile of logs. Me <laughs> tr- stripping the tree of branches. Yeah, so. That's awesome. Yeah, and, and that's how it began. So, oh man, yeah. <laughs> that's hilarious. How old were you? Uh, at, I would have been about fourteen years old, maybe. Okay. Yeah, I, I, I probably could have shot one a couple years earlier, but I was kind of being picky. Yeah, I don't know. I grew I grew right into that pickiness off off of a, at a very young age. Interesting. And uh, was only willing to use a bow at that point. So mm-hmm. uh, yeah, I think it was fourteen. Okay. And I think I shot one pretty much every year after that. For for a while, you could shoot two here. Okay. So there's some years I shot two. You know, I would yeah. shoot one and not plan on shooting another, and then be out elk hunting in the fall and see a bear and shoot it. And, yeah. Yeah. So that's cool. That's cool. <laughs> Oh, I, I'm just got. I get this mental image of you just throwing sticks down this bear. <laughs> yeah, it was, you know, it, I guess you know, talking to a group of hunters, it's one of those things we understand, and yep. um, not exactly what you want to tell everybody. <laughs> yeah, it, it, it is. It is quite comical, you know. Oh um, yeah, yeah, for sure. I can honestly say, since then, I haven't emptied my quiver. <laughs> you know, I've certainly not always made great shots, but yeah, m- mostly on bears, I, I do okay. Yeah, I do okay. Yeah, yeah, that's cool. That's cool. So, you know, where you said you're in North, Northwest Manitoba, watching your That's videos, right. um, it looks different. Cause when I think of Northwest Manitoba, I think of like, like boreal forest or something, but watching your videos, it almost looks like you're hunting almost 
hay fields. That's correct. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. When you when Manitoba, uh, when you go northeastern Manitoba, mm-hmm. is where the the evergreen trees are. Okay. Um, as you head uh, central and to the west, your agriculture extends a lot further north okay. than it would on the east side of the province. The east side of the province actually doesn't really have any agriculture. You're closer to the Canadian Shield yeah. and that boreal forest you talk about. Yep. To the west, you have uh, a lot more agriculture. Okay. And, you know, I, I really like that area. That's one of the reasons that the bears, the agriculture is there because the soil allows it to happen. The yeah. soil allowing it to happen means there's nutrient rich, you know, there's a richness in that soil, which those bears feed off of in the fall. Like, so they got the, the crops, the grain crops and the corns and all that, that they can feed on before den up each fall. Yeah. So not only is there a difference side to side of our province with, with the, with the type of terrain, but there's also a difference in, in the type of genetics for the bears. Mm-hmm. You'll on the West side of the province, you'll see bears that are taller and longer and who's, if you're into scoring bears, their skulls generally are about an inch longer than that same size bear to the east. Wow. Um, the bears to the east are built more like that typical bear everybody wants to shoot with that stubby nose and that big bum head. Yeah. Um, although, you know, that's a great looking bear and, and there's tons of them there. It's a great place to hunt. The west also brings uh, more color. Mm-hmm. to your bear population. So, you know, just the fact that for, for the longest time I was into, you know, shooting big bears, shooting Boone and Crockett bears, uh, the place to do that, the numbers dictate is to the West. Yeah. Um, so that's what took me there along with the color. Gotcha. And then of course I just fell in love with the area. Oh yeah. You know, you, you're, you're seeing elk on your way in and your way out and that's moose cool. and <laughs> yeah, it, it's, it's, it's a pretty cool place. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Cause you know, I was watching your videos and I was, I was like, is he, cause you, I think in one of them, you drove your four wheeler, you know, through a hay field and you stopped and you walked into almost like a wood lot between hay fields. And I was like, <laughs> I know. Wait, I know. wait a second. <laughs> I'm going to shoot a white tail. Yeah, exactly. yeah. That's what I was picturing. Cause yeah. I grew up in, in, you know, kind of Southern Michigan farm country. And I'm like, that's where it go for big bucks not for bears <laughs> yeah that's very true it's very true you know i i have hunted all over the province and i still yeah. do uh, i live in winnipeg which is closer uh hunting bears to the east is closer just to do it locally yeah which i still do each fall i i try to shoot a bear or take somebody to shoot a bear to, to the east mm-hmm. just on public ground yeah um, I, I can hunt within an hour of my house mm-hmm. um the, the, the province is littered with bears yeah, yeah but when it when it comes to running business uh, I do that all to the to the northwest, and like you said, yeah, it does look like whitetail country. Yeah, yeah, but from the videos, there is no shortage of bears there at all. <laughs> yeah, no. Some some of those videos, we had really good nights. Like I think I saw twenty three or twenty four bears. Yeah, uh, the insane. one night on the bait, and I mean, you can see that there's that many there. Yeah, you know, and and that's on the ground too. Like you know, where you're not doing a whole lot of scent control and stuff. So right, yeah. Yeah, there there's a video you have on YouTube of um, you're basically in a like khaki pants, a green plaid shirt, and you got your recurve, and you're on the ground. That's right. That's me. <laughs> you killed yeah, a that, nice that's bear. That's how I am most days of the week. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that is so cool. That is cool. Yeah, and the one, the other video I think I'm wearing one of them wearing Adidas runners. Yeah. Yep. And then I've got a different one where I'm wearing shorts and rubber boots, <laughs> which is a great look. <laughs> Oh, yeah, that's awesome. <laughs> it's just, it's funny, like, I, I don't know, everybody gets camoed up and everything, and 
<laughs> and then there's the video of you in a you know green plaid shirt. <laughs> That's right. Oh, but yeah. you know, that's actually pretty good camo, actually. <laughs> it, it is good camo. It's super comfortable, and yeah. it's warm. It's wool. Yep. You know? Yep. It gets wet. It's good. Yeah, it's really old school, but I get, it kind of matches the, that, that stick bow it as does. well. Yep, for yeah, sure. But, yep, but I'm, I'm not against good quality camo either. Right, right. Yeah. yeah, well, I mean, I don't know if I'd try to do a white tail and a green plaid shirt and a recurve, but I don't know. I'm sure you can, but it's... It wouldn't be my first choice, but yeah, for sure. Yeah. <laughs> so, well, cool. Um, yeah, you know, I want to jump into scent control. That's kind of interesting. Do you, so do you pay much attention to scent control or how do you, what do you deal with? Yeah. You know, I do. I do. I, not only for me, but mm -hmm. whenever I take friends out or family out or whenever we hunt the baits with my business. Yeah. We always, we always pay attention to the wind. Okay. Um, I wouldn't go as far as in terms of scent control with scent lock suits. I used to do that. Yeah. I used to do it to the max scent mm -hmm. lock suits. I used to wear two of them. Wow. I used to do all of the scent free stuff, which if you can do it great. Mm -hmm. Um, for me, I just years after doing it, I realized that a suit would lose, um, the potential that it once had. Mm -hmm. And I just wasn't willing to buy a new one all the time. So yeah. Basically, I would try to keep my human scent to a minimum, which is hard because a lot of time you're driving in on a four-wheeler, yep. you know, and you, you can't bring all your clothes with you in a Rubbermaid container. Right. But, you know, what, one thing that we do, uh, we do consistently is we hunt the wind direction. Mm -hmm. And I'll have, I'll have two stand setups at every bait so that generally with about 75% of the wind directions, you can probably still hunt the bait. Okay. And yeah, and, and that's, that tells us where to hunt each night. It's not necessarily the bait we want to hunt, mm -hmm. um, but it's, it's more where the wind tells us to go that night. Gotcha. And you know, you know what, Matt, like it might not make a difference a lot of the time. Mm -hmm. you, we all know that you can shoot a bear on a bait regardless of the wind yeah. and young bears, once they're there, they're comfortable and they'll, they won't even leave when you get down. Yeah. And a lot of the time a big bear will roll in when the wind is wrong. Mm -hmm. But I like, I like to look at it this way. I like to think of it like if say I have 20 hunters in my camp in the spring mm -hmm. and we pay attention to the wind every single day. And even if it, we only kill one big bear mm -hmm. that year because of the wind direction, after 25 years of running my business, we've just killed 25 extra giant bears yeah. by paying attention to the wind, right? So, yeah. it, you know, you can't say it doesn't make a difference, and sometimes it's a lot of work, but it's also kind of fun to pay attention to details like that. Oh, yeah. Yeah, definitely. So, definitely. That's, and people that's do it here, <laughs> right? Yeah, for sure. People do it with deer, so why not do it with bears, right? Yeah, exactly. Oh, yeah. No, yeah. I'm right there with you. I think me and you are exactly the same thought process on that, so... Yeah. Yep. Good. Yep. So cool. Interesting. Yeah. Cause you know, I, you, you hear all kinds of different things and, and the one, the one thing I hear about, especially in like Northern Canada where maybe, I don't know if you get much pressure for hunting bears around there, but the, I don't know, the, um, that's what I'm looking for. The, uh, the stigma is that, or the perception is that, you know, bears up in northern Canada can be pretty easy as far as the wind direction goes. But, um, you know, I That's think right. still you should pay attention to it, you know, if you can. So 
Yeah, and and you're right. You know, as but you go farther north, mm-hmm. and I know I've hunted quite far north, and I've been even further north on moose hunts and encountered bears and dealt with them. And definitely, the further you go, the less um, the less particular you have to be about things like that. Yeah. You know, uh, when you think of drive to destinations, like my bear camp, mm-hmm. you're going to have a little bit of pressure. I mean, yeah. I don't have any residents. I got one resident hunter in 250 square miles where I hunt. Yeah. So basically there is no real hunting pressure, mm-hmm. but the breed of the bear, they still encounter people throughout there. People are going fishing back in there, you know, yeah. Yeah. they're going hunting for moose back in there, you know, for other species, deer, yep. whereas the ones way up North never see anybody. So they're right. very tolerant when it yep. comes to those smells. Yeah. But you know, you got to say, even if I was to hunt on the further, the northmost flying I could get to, I would still probably try to hunt the wind. It's just, yeah. it's just, you know, a good thing to do. Right. Exactly. Cause you know, it could even be, even if they don't quite know what a human is, you know, a bear still knows that you're probably not good for them. And so, you know, <laughs> that could be the difference between you shooting a gigantic bear and you're not shooting the gigantic bears, him going, eh, I don't know about that. There's blueberries exactly. over here. I'm going to go over those instead, you know? You're right. Definitely. For sure. So, yeah. Those blueberries. I, I don't like contending with natural food sources, I tell you. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's interesting. Yeah. So, <laughs> neither do I. Neither do I. That's, uh, oh, dude, I, I'll, t- the, the blueberries, well, most of the berries this year, the blueberries and raspberries, I don't know what it's like up there, but wow. I mean, I got a, I'm yeah. doing a local fall hunt here and, uh like I always do. And, um, the berries right now, I mean, I almost thought, man, I don't even know if I want to put on my bait right now. I mean, I do, no, you're I right. usually do pretty good. I use really good quality bait and good sense and stuff. And I usually do okay, but it, <laughs> the berries, I mean, this year I've never seen so many berries everywhere. I do I'm not even sure if it's worth it right now. <laughs> you know? Yeah, I oh. agree. Yeah. I, I was in the woods not long ago and just kicking berries everywhere we walked yeah and yeah i I, the same with me you know i I hunt bears uh i don't actually take hunters in the fall Mm -hmm. that that being one of the reasons is because the bears are so much more predictable in the spring yeah because there's nothing really to compete with other than as the green up starts to happen you've got a few food sources that'll pop up that can make your baits maybe get a little slow for a day or two. Yeah. It's yeah. not the same impact that those natural, like those, the berries and the, the nut crops and the mm-hmm. corn, if you're near agriculture or an oats oh, field, yeah. that, yeah. that can just ruin it for you if you can't get permission right up next to it. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. You know what I found is being close to the food source. If you're close to it, the bears will still come, but if you're any distance away from it, forget it. <laughs> you know, that's right. Yeah, that's, for sure. That's, that's, I mean, if you're going to do a fall hunt, that's the key is just get up to a food source and try to predict it. You know, like, like this year, for instance, here, I've been, uh, I've driven around a lot and I've gone, okay, the big fall thing, food, fall food source from here is acorns. And, uh, mm-hmm. I've driven around and I'm like, okay, the acorns aren't, aren't looking great this year. They really aren't. But right now they're in, there's so many raspberries. I'm going to go set up, you know, bait this Friday in uh there's a big old thick raspberry patch i found next to a a swamp back here and um nice. <laughs> there's a and i went back there and sure enough i mean covered in bear bear sign i mean i couldn't believe it so i was like beautiful yeah yeah so that's exactly where i'm and, setting up but you but i know this year i don't even need to, to set up near oaks or anything because there's no acorns so they're not going to travel there so nice yeah for sure when does your season open 
not till late September. We got a goofy, yeah, we got a goofy season set up in Michigan. But um, nice thing is I get to hunt every year, but it's not till late September, so it gets kind of yeah, yeah. iffy then. Yeah, so. yeah. I try to do the same. I try to set up next to here the 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 sources of food that I'd be looking at in the fall would be the oats fields mm-hmm. um, or the corn fields. Um, in terms of the, the the berries and stuff, there's not a lot I can do about that. But if you can get right up to an uncut oats or cornfield, you're going to have good bear hunting. Yeah, yeah, that's cool. Yeah, it doesn't take long after that corner oats is down for them to not be there anymore, though. So Right, yeah. But I've also found with fall hunting that you generally get it done in one or two days. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. That's cool. Yeah. No, how late, how, when do you prefer to, because um, when, can you, I'm trying to think of Manitoba rules here. Can you, when do, when can you start baiting for fall hunts or is there even a close season for baiting? Yeah. Uh, in the fall, I believe, uh, around riding mountain, there's some different rules than there is in other parts of the province. Okay. Uh, but where I hunt, I believe you can, you could bait all summer if you wanted to. Okay. Uh, yeah. And the, the season always starts at the end of August. Okay. Okay. Yeah. It, it's always really good. Yeah. And like, you know, as long as the berries aren't that, that strong, but yep. I mean, still, you, you'll still see a couple bears every night. Yeah. Like we're, it, it's, I don't know, we're a bit spoiled, I think too, mm-hmm. up here with the amount of bears and, you know, like we'll come out from a, from a hunt and meet up with the guys after and be like, ah, I only saw five, you know? <laughs> and, and it's like, serious, like, what are we saying here? You know, like, we only saw five, like some people don't see five in a season. Yeah, you know? for sure. So, for yeah. sure. There's been, yeah. there's been, you know, Michigan, or oh, Michigan's not anywhere near the caliber of Manitoba. And there's been seasons where I'm like, whew, I saw two bears. <laughs> yeah, there you go. And I shot the yeah. second one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, for sure. But, for sure. Yep. So usually it's not like there's, there's a lot of times where it's like, I've had seasons where I've seen, you know, eh, about 20 bears a season or so, but yeah. So I mean, I've done pretty good. good here, but yeah. Yeah. So I mean, it's not like the end of the world to hunt here. It's pretty good, but it's sometimes it can be tough depending on, you know, natural foods and everything too. So that's right. But, that's right. Yeah. Cool. Um, now there's something I want to say about, oh no, I guess we covered that. I was like, I was going to ask you what, uh, what fall foods bears preferred there. Oh, I know what it was. Um, the, uh, so do you, do you prefer to fall hunt right as soon as season opens at the end of August then, or do you go a little later? Is there a better? No, you know, generally what, what I've done, uh, I have gone later, but I generally don't. Mm -hmm. I normally hunt bears right at the beginning because, you know, we still, it's, it's hot weather and you still have bugs yep. and it just kind of, it kind of suits bear hunting. You know, our, mm-hmm. our whitetail season opens the same day mm-hmm. and it runs right through till the end of November. Uh, generally what I do is I shoot, I hunt the bears, you know, uh, at the beginning there of the season and the end of August, beginning of September, and then I'll transition to moose elk okay. or deer hunting as the season goes on. Uh, I would just rather be chasing deer in November. Yeah. You know, now this actually the last two years is the first time that our bear season went till November. Mm-hmm. I think they're giving just more, the, the population's so good and they're giving more people the opportunity to shoot a bear mm-hmm. while they're deer hunting in October, which yeah. I think is a good thing because our population's so strong. Yeah. But yeah, you know, and not just that, Matt, but I'm generally done 
come then. Like mm-hmm. I don't have a bear tag left. So, mm-hmm. you know, and I, I just prefer to hunt them, you know, closer to the summer, to yeah. the warm weather. It yeah. just kind of matches bears. And you know what, to be honest with you, I've always found bear hunting is the best when it's warm. Yeah. I know a lot of people disagree. A lot of people say, no, you know, you like a cool day. And it's like, no, hottest days yeah. are always the days. Yeah, yeah. So. yeah, I would agree to that. The, you know, it starts cooling off and for, for just a brief little bit, it seems like they're, you know, at the end of September here, it starts to cool, get a little bit cooler at night. It's like down in the thirties, uh, Fahrenheit. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, it gets a little cooler at night here. And, and at first the bears start moving a lot and then it really slows down quick. So I mm-hmm. would agree, but you know, the really, really hot days, bears don't like to move. Eh, that's sort of true sometimes it is they don't like to move during the really hot days a lot but you know they don't they're almost kind of picky about the weather it can't be too hot but it can't be too cold either it seems like but huh, that's interesting yeah yeah because i know up here like especially where my bear camp is mm-hmm. uh the hot the hottest days everybody does best yeah like that 85 degrees you know like the, the warm days like we always do well on those days really interesting so, yeah yeah, if I could pick a perfect bear hunting day here, it would be a night where it hits 40 degrees at night and, you know, 40, 45 and uh, about 70, 75 during the day. That's like perfect bear hunting weather. That's a good here. day yeah. for sure. Yeah, yeah I'd pick Sun. the same. Yeah, but fortunately for us is, you know, uh, May, June, when we're bear hunting up here, yeah. it always gets pretty cool at night. So Yep, yep, exactly. Yep, that's cool. So... So yeah, so you definitely prefer spring then for sure. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I don't know I do, who does you know, it, like, though. I've never heard anybody go, oh yeah, you know, I prefer hunting bears in the fall. <laughs> yeah, you know, I guess here in Manitoba, if you, if you prefer a spot in stock, that's mm-hmm. basically the only time you could do it would be on would be on an agricultural field. Yeah. Um, yeah. The woods are just so thick, you'd never find one walking around. Yeah. Um, so that might be a preference of somebody for the fall. Uh, also maybe people want to shoot bears that weigh lots. That's true. Which I've, I, I noticed a lot of people like the weight on a bear. Yep. Uh, yep. I'm, I'm more into square footage and skull size. Yeah. I think that that dictates the true size of a bear, not the seasonal yep. size of a bear. Yep. Um, but, uh, yeah, I think the biggest thing for me is just that that's contending with natural food sources. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, also come spring. I mean, we're ready to, we're ready to go hunting. You yeah. know, it, it, yeah. it's, it's been a long winter. You can only catch so many fish through the ice. Yep. It's time yep. to go hunting again. <laughs> exactly. So. No, I, I hear yeah. you there for sure. Yeah, and you know, the other thing for fall with me is, because um, our bow season starts, for whitetail starts October 1st, and it, it, everybody else is just pumped about getting out there, getting after the big bucks they've been seeing on camera and everything, and I'm still bear hunting, <laughs> you know? I, yes. And so yeah, I'm not a fan like, of hunting deer October 1st either. You know, I'd yeah. rather be hunting bears. Yep. I know for me, for deer, I don't even bother till the end of October because it's like the deer are non-existent and yeah. the yep. bears are everywhere. So I'd rather hunt them. Yep, exactly. I'm the same way. I'm the same way. So, but, <laughs> yep. Cool. So, um, do you, for what's your preferred bear bait, I guess, you know, cause you know, yeah, but there's a lot of good bear bait. I, uh, I guess one thing is I've kind of learned over the years, you know, what I liked years ago, we would drag like pigs into the woods. Like this is the 1970s. Yeah. I remember my dad would be 
dragging a 200 pound pig and he'd give me a piglet to drag. And, you know, <laughs> I thought I was all tough, but, uh, you know, and then over the years, you, you just kind of change. You, you realize maybe the, the meat and the rotten meat isn't working so well. Yeah. You know, we, we started to eventually move towards like baked goods. Yeah. Like yep. donuts and stuff. The, the problem with donuts is when you, you fill up a couple of drums with donuts and you put, 30, 40, 50 bears on there overnight, they're gone every night. Yeah. Like they'll eat that so quick. So you got to turn it into, okay, how can we actually keep bait in the drum now? Yeah. So then we went, then we went to grains. We'd go to oats, Mm -hmm. fill up, fill up the drum with oats, put a little tiny hole in the middle of the top of the drum, or just those little, what we call the bunghole, like that little threaded holes in the top of the drum, just leave that open, you know, for them to tip it out, kind of like a pepper shaker. Yeah. And that, that works great, you know, but what happened, Matt, is I added corn one year to the oats Mm -hmm. and I noticed that the bears were dumping the baits over, emptying the baits and eating all the corn (laughs) before they'd eat the oats. So I would show up and there'd be a whole area full of oats with all the corn gone. So I said, okay, I'm thinking, well, if you bears want corn that bad, I'll just give you corn. Right. So then I I went to hundred percent corn with Mm -hmm. some fryer grease on it. And I, you know, that was working great. And then, um, there's a place in Minnesota called lucky seven bear bait. And I got some totes full of the the 2000 pound totes of trail mix from him. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I started thinking more about bear nutrition. Mm -hmm. Uh, Everybody talks, everybody talks deer nutrition and nobody cares about bears and diabetes. Mm -hmm. (laughs) (laughs) They're going to get, they're not going to get diabetes, but I mean, I, it's the future of what I do is my bears. Right. So why, why would, if I'm going to spend a bunch of money on something, why wouldn't I spend it on something that they can actually benefit from? Right. So I thought if I got them trail mix, so you're eating almonds and cashews and peanuts and all these natural fats and proteins and all these this stuff that's really good for them. You know, I thought, let's give it a try. Mm-hmm. So I mixed it with the corn. The bears started doing the same thing where they would tip the drum over. They'd empty it. They'd eat all the trail mix and leave the corn. Yeah. So I'm like, okay, you bears, you're getting expensive now. <laughs> you're getting <laughs> gonna really say, yep. picky, right? <laughs> so then I, I just, now I bait with a hundred percent trail mix and wow. It's a lot. Like I, I get this past year, I got 24,000 pounds shipped up here. Wow. So yeah. So we, the bears eat hundreds of pounds every night of trail mix. Yes. They, I mean, I've got healthy bears and they look great. They're Mm -hmm. shiny. (laughs) Um, (laughs) And to be honest, you know, I think that it's been, it's been beneficial. The bears, I've never seen bears so competitive over a bait in my life. Yeah. It's clean. Mm-hmm. I don't have to add the amount of fryer grease that I once did to things. So all, all my equipment is staying better. Yeah. You know, it's not covered in fryer grease. Yeah. And, uh, and plus you have something to eat while you're out there, <laughs> right? Yep, exactly. They say not to eat it, but we eat a lot of it. Yeah. So. Oh, I do too. <laughs> yeah. I do yeah. too. <laughs> yeah. Have you used it? Oh yes. Yes. I am the, I'm a huge fan of trail mix. I've, um, yeah, I've experimented a lot too. Um, you know, I've used grains like corn and oats. I've used even like granola. I've used dog food. And I'll tell you what, the trail mix, I there's just, there's no competing against it. It's just naturally what bears want. You know, and especially around here in the fall, um, you know, they the main thing that bear, I mean, bears will leave bear baits to go for acorns, right? And so That's right. why not just mimic what they want? And I found when I do that, that actually keeps them from hitting the acorns real bad is, you know, if you're feeding them what they're going for anyway, 
you know that's right it's just nuts yeah so yeah <laughs> you for know? sure and especially in the fall when they want that high fat content yeah they need it too and it, it leads that's to right I've, I've never heard anybody say it from a bare nutrition standpoint though that is really cool to, to think of it like that though you know i always yeah, think I'm of it as, you know go ahead I've been sharing my bear, bear nutrition thing for a few years with people now. And, mm-hmm. you know, people are getting it. Right? Yeah. And, you know, we, we love, as much as we love hunting bears, we love bears. Yeah. Oh yeah. And we, we want the well being for the bears, you know, yeah. and I mean, they're not going to die from, from disease like other animals. They're not going to die from bad winters. I mean, mm-hmm. they're a pretty hardy animal with the immune systems they have and everything, but yeah. why not make them as healthy as possible? Yeah. Oh, for sure. You know, for sure. and, yeah, and I think that the, the people that are into bears like I am agree. Yeah. Oh, so yeah. it costs you a little more money, you know what I mean? But really, yeah. there's not a lot of other things I spend money on, right? So right, exactly. That's exactly how I am. Like, I don't put that much money or effort into whitetail hunting. My big thing is bear hunting, and I probably spend, you know, what most guys spend on whitetail hunting. But That's right. I put sure. it into bear bait, and, you know, most, <laughs> most of my bear hunting cost is bear bait. And yeah. it... I think of it just like that. I think of, you know, you're helping for me, you know, especially around here in the fall, I'm helping bears get through the winter, especially if there's not great natural food. Um, I mean, all the bear, I have so many bears come to my bait sites and all of them look great by the time, you know, I'm done hunting. I shoot one of them and the rest <laughs> of them get plenty fat and they're ready for winter, yeah. you know? Exactly. <laughs> Conservation at its finest, for yep. sure. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. You know, what's funny is uh, two springs ago, I ran into the neighboring outfitter, actually mm-hmm. one of his guides, and the, the determining, the, the borderline between our zones, it's just the road. Yeah. So I'm everything on the west side of the road and he's everything on the east side of the road. We stop on the road midweek. And he says, hey, how you doing? How's the bear hunting? You know, it's pretty slow, isn't it? And I said, mm, no, it's pretty decent. <laughs> and I said, how, how have you guys been doing? He said, well, I've had three guys hunting this stretch of road for three days. So that's nine hunts, and they hadn't seen a bear yet. Mm-hmm. And they're only a few hundred yards off the road on the east side. My, my guys are only a few hundred yards off the road on the west side. Uh-huh. And we're seeing between six and nine bears a night. Wow. Yeah. And it's not, it's not that I'm any better than he is. Mm-hmm. I'm just, well, I'm just willing to spend the money on something that the bears like to eat compared to he is, <laughs> you know? Yep. So, and he asked, he says, well, what are you using? And I still, I just told him straight up. I told him Tremex. Yeah. Like, I'm not going to hide it from you, you know? Yep. And just because I know they're not going to spend the money. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. And, and I think it's sad. That, that's one of my going things up here is, you know, stop being a cheap outfitter. Yep. <laughs> spend <laughs> yep. some money. You know what I mean? Exactly. Spend some money. Yep. People pay a lot of money to come up here and hunt, mm-hmm. and we can certainly spend it and give them that hunt they deserve. Yeah, so that's cool. That's that's one of the coolest things I've ever heard an outfitter say. That's really cool. You know, it, you can tell <laughs> okay. a good outfitter when you're you're willing to say that and do that. You know what I mean? You're yeah. not cutting corners. That's awesome. That is yeah. really awesome. Yeah. So no, good. I'm right there with you at the trail mix. So I I. I, and I tell people that all the time. What, what's, what do you use? Well, I, I get trail mix and then they see the sticker price. They're like, Oh, I don't know. Or, but yeah. it's what works. Yeah. It really does. Right. So, yeah. They'll spend $10 on a golf ball. Yeah, exactly. Know, to, to play golf, you know what I mean? But they won't spend extra money. I, I, I don't get it. But. No, I know. I know. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Yeah. No, I'll, I'd rather spend 
you know, for, for just me for the season, 400 bucks or something like that for, for a toe to trail mix, you know, and that's that right. gives me a quality bear hunt. That's awesome. That I can talk about all year long. So that's right. <laughs> but yeah, for sure. And I don't have problems filling my bear tags. So, <laughs> but good. Yeah. yeah. So cool, man. That's awesome. Um, any other baits or anything like that you use? Or just that's the key well, is trail mix. Currently, right now, it's the trail mix. You yeah. know, it, if uh, you got to understand too, I'm running a lot of baits, right? Yeah, yeah. So if I was just running one bait for myself or two baits for myself, I might I might throw some extras in there. Yeah. You know, I uh, the w- one thing that I do uh, other than just the bait is because I've cut back on the fryer grease because mm-hmm. it is nice to get something on their feet to track around. Yep. Um, but I, like I told you, I got sick and tired of everything being covered in fryer grease. Yeah. I actually had an ATV one time. I couldn't even sell it cause it was permanently stained. Like it was like an inch thick of fryer grease. <laughs> uh, I probably should have just used it as a bear bait, but <laughs> I, uh, what I do now is I get liquid smoke, like okay. hickory smoke. Yeah. And I just put it in spritzers yeah. and every time, every time me or my guides go to the bait, we just soak the area down with a spritzer bottle of, of this liquid smoke. Yep. And it, it, it keeps it clean. They still track it around and it sure smells nice from a few hundred yards away when you're downwind. Yep. Yep. For so sure. yeah, the, co- the combination of that and the trail mix right now, you know, I'm not saying that it's the best or that I won't change one day, yep. but right now it's, it's working very well. So yeah, yep, for sure. For sure. Definitely agree with you there. So cool. Yep. Well, cool. So, you know, with your, with your guide business and when did, how did you even get started into that? Was it just because you were so like, did, yeah. How did you get started in that? I guess. Well, yeah. Guiding for me, um, I guess I got into guiding, got my guides license probably as soon as I turned 18 when I was allowed to mm-hmm. guide. And, uh, at the same time started going to university here in Winnipeg Okay. and thought, you know what, I'm just, I'm going to guide. It's the one thing I know how to do. And it's better than working in a parts department like I did before that yeah. for the summer. Um, so I, what I did was I just contacted a local outfitter and he hired me and I worked for five, six weeks guiding bear hunters. And that got me enough money to put myself through university the next year. Oh, cool. So for me, that was a no brainer. It's like, okay, you know, university ends at the end of April mm-hmm. and the bear hunting season starts at the beginning of May. Like how perfect of a transition is that? Right. And you know, by mid June, I already have enough money saved to put me through university the next year. <laughs> then I can just get by with any other summer job, you know, right. come September, I start university again. Mm-hmm. So I, I did that for all the years I was in university. And then after university, I would guide seasonally. Um, but I would also guide gear hunters and moose hunters and, and of course the bear hunters and, uh, never really with the full intent of being an outfitter, but during that time, it basically working for various outfitters, it gave me the opportunity to see and get an idea of certain things that each one of them did that maybe I liked or I didn't like, or that I thought was maybe more professional than the next one, or, um, maybe just what I could emulate versus the next one. And years later, after I had everything on track, you know, now I had the career I wanted, uh, which is, I'm a firefighter paramedic here in Winnipeg. Okay, cool. And, and I got married and we, you know, had children and it was like, okay, you know what? Life is now set and maybe I can start an outfitting business mm-hmm. because it's a big part of who I was guiding, you know, yeah. and I thought, you know, I, I can do it as good as other, those other guys did. 
so let, let's do this. So then I applied and became an outfitter and then finally found the business I wanted to buy because like I told you earlier, I, I really liked that Northwestern side yeah, of the yeah. province where we're, cause you know, there was some, some forums out there, hunting forums that I would be on all the time. Yeah. So I just threw a question out there and I said, what would you guys want on a bear hunt? And they said, a big answer was color phase bears. Mm-hmm. Oh, and I yeah. thought, well, you know what, if that's going to be a big selling factor, then I got to stay on the West side of the province. Mm-hmm. So then, and then plus the size and all that. So then I just started looking and, and finally found an outfit that was for sale mm-hmm. and ho- hopped into that eight years ago. And, uh, yeah, and it, 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 it's been going really well, you know, by year two, I was sold out and I've been sold out since then. Um, generally sold out two years, three years ahead, wow, that's which awesome. is really good. Yep. Yeah. And in the works right now of expanding to almost three times the size that I have been in the past. So wow, cool. that's real. it's really exciting for me. That's so. very exciting. Cool. Cool. And, and you're also archery only. So you yeah, know, you're not I'm archery only. The, so yeah, go ahead. Yeah. Cur- currently I have 22 tags. Mm-hmm. So I'll take, uh, and my clientele, um, are is Americans. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I, I, I take 22, um, neighborly brothers each year bear hunting in the spring and that camp will be expanding to 45 if everything goes well wow. so that will almost double and then an hour to the south in the duck mountains mm-hmm. i'll be opening 18 tags wow. um if everything goes well and that that actually will be an all weapons camp okay just because there's a lot of guys that i turn away mm-hmm. um that are you know great guys great hunters you know and i just I, I've created kind of a, a niche market where guys expect bow hunters to be in camp mm-hmm. yep. and, and I can't really, it's worked for me, you know, and, oh, yeah. and those people have supported me and it, it's been really good. But at the same time, I'm letting a lot of, turning a lot of guys away or giving them to neighboring outfitters, which, mm-hmm. which I'm good with, but I think I can now finally accommodate those guys gotcha. by having that alternate camp. So, right. That's cool. But I mean, that, that's, it's such a cool, unique thing to have just a bows only camp too. That's, that's really cool. You know, yeah, it's usually it's mixed company, it's, you know, so it's cool to have a yeah. group of like-minded yeah. individuals like that, you know? Yeah, for sure. And the funny thing that is that like 90, well, I would say 90, 80 some percent of my hunters are traditional bow hunters. Oh, no kidding. So wow. it's almost all guys with recurves and long bows. And the nice thing about that is that everybody's shooting each other's stuff and it's, yeah. The best analogy I can give you is like, yeah, you say you had a fishing camp mm-hmm. and then you've got the group of fly fishermen. Yeah. You know, they're, they're kind of their own little niche. They, mm-hmm. they make their own equipment. They make their own hooks. You know, they're really into it. Yep. That's kind of like the traditional guys in my camp. Like they're, you know, they, they've, they've found like a little home amongst, you know, like brothers where they just hang out for a week and, you know, sleep in wall tents and shoot each other's bows and have mm-hmm. campfires. And yeah, it's uh it's, it's a, it's a pretty neat place. Yeah, for sure. For yeah. sure. So sounds like a place I'd like to go, except for I suck with my recurve. <laughs> yeah, I accept bow, all, all bow hunters and now probably all hunters. So yeah. yeah. Oh, cool. That's cool. Yeah, we'll have to get you up here. Yeah, for sure. No, I'd love to. That would be a blast for sure. I've never been hunting in Manitoba, so that would be a fun, fun thing to do. So, Where have you hunted bears? Um, myself, I've hunted in Michigan a lot, um, and then I've hunted in Ontario, and I've hunted in um, Minnesota. So, oh, nice. Yeah, yeah. 
So yeah, I've had some friends uh, from there. They hunted on an island, I believe it was in Michigan, where you get drawn. Two people a year get drawn to hunt on an Drummond island. Drummond Island, yes. Wow, Is that they, the one? Yes. Yep. They drew. So they drew the Drummond Island tag. Wow. Yeah. That's... Yeah. Great guy. Yeah. Great guy. He comes up to my camp all the time. Okay. He shot a nice bear there, and I believe it yep. was like you said on a raspberry patch there next yep. to a raspberry patch. Yeah. That's cool. so. Yeah, Drummond Island. So. Um, I believe it's the hardest tag to draw in Michigan. It's they only give out. It's a small island in the eastern Upper Peninsula, and they give out one or two tags a year depending on the population. And there you go. It's basically a slam dunk. It seems like everybody that gets the tag kills a bear, and it's usually a nice bear, from my understanding. So yeah, yeah, that's the place. That's the place. <laughs> yep. So. I'd like to go. I'd like to visit there. <laughs> Me too. You know, I've never even. I don't even know if I've ever been to Drummond Island, to be honest. I've been over there quite a bit, but I don't know if I've ever actually been on the island. Yeah. I don't think I have. So, but, yeah, we got all kinds of good bears here. Just, um, the, the big thing around here is, is the pressure. You know, we get, we get a lot of, um, just resident hunting pressure. There's not really yeah. a whole lot of guides around here. There is, but, you know, it's, they're, you know, it's a part-time gig for them, and it's just not a... I don't know. They're they're not as hardcore as they say as you know guys sure. like you are. It sounds like so. Yeah. But um, yeah. yeah. So for the most part, but the resident hunters just um, bears get real spooky. So they're they're tough to hunt here. But for sure, for sure, it makes all the difference. You know, I know sure guys come up here and they they said, well, you know, I'm taking them out, and like I said, it's the area I'm currently hunting is about 250 square miles. Yeah. And they'll ask, so they'll say, so we're the only people allowed in here with you? And I said, <laughs> yes, other than residents. Like, residents can come and hunt here. Yeah. And they said, okay, so we're going to be dealing with residents. And I said, well, there's there's one bear bait. There's <laughs> one bear bait in 250 square miles yep. from a resident. And that's the pressure we get locally. And you know what? People from America cannot believe yeah. that there isn't people everywhere hunting bears up there because they're allowed to. Right. Oh, you know? yeah. But I... I guess that's just, you know, the amount of people we have here and yeah. the lack of hunting. So yep. Yeah, that's the thing in Michigan. I mean, it's a drawing. I mean, they're you know, the the drawing setup to where you can draw a later season tag every year. But those first season tags that start early September, I mean, you wait five years for a bear tag. It's crazy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, at a minimum. Some of them you can wait. That Drummond Island take tag takes I wanna say it's like up to fifteen years or something like that right now. It's crazy. I mean, just, wow. just to get a bear tag, it's crazy, but yeah. it's just because of how many people we have that want to hunt bears around here. Cause it's, For sure. you know, the, it's such a trophy thing around here. It's like, Oh, you know, one day I'm going to go up North and hunt bear, <laughs> you know? So well, for sure. And you know, I see that because half the guys that come up are from Michigan. Yeah. So yep. Yep. not to mention that it's the home of bow hunting. Yes, it is. So red bear. Yep. <laughs> That's right. So, yep. Yep. That's my recurve. I got a, uh, grayling made, um, bear Kodiak. So nice. Yep. Yeah. You hold on to that. I, I am. <laughs> it's fun <laughs> to shoot them all. I'm almost hesitant to shoot it sometimes. I'm like, Oh, it doesn't. Yeah. Work. True. True. <laughs> yeah, too valuable. <laughs> yep. For sure. So, but cool. Well, we're getting close to our time here, but, um, Two, two more questions I want to ask you, Ryan. Um, first one is, is you know, you keep talking about color phase. How many of the color phases have you sh- personally shot? 
Ah, uh, I don't know how many are there. <laughs> there's well, there's, I, so let's go with the four main ones: uh, blonde, cinnamon, chocolate, and black. Yeah, I the I shot a strawberry blonde. Okay, uh, that would be my closest to blonde. Mm-hmm. And I've shot uh, I've shot a Boone and Crockett of the other three colors. No, okay. so I shot uh, a twenty-one and one sixteenth official um, cinnamon. Mm-hmm. And I shot a 21 and two sixteenths official black and a 21 and five sixteenths official chocolate. Wow. Yeah. And then, uh, yeah, the strawberry blonde, but, uh, that's cool. I wouldn't call it, I wouldn't call it quite blonde. Okay. Although we've, we've killed blonde ones in camp and, uh, you know, yeah. um, if it was a matter of, I've had opportunities to kill lots of blondes, mm-hmm. like absolute blondes, but just didn't because they weren't big enough. Gotcha. Um, yeah, that's one thing that happens. You know, you, you, you get a colorful bear, they get shot yep. to get them to get them to mature enough to the caliber of being a bear I want to shoot where, say, it's over seven feet long. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, <laughs> it's going to get poked before you get a chance at it, right? So exactly. I've been very fortunate to get the opportunities I have at the bears I have. Right. So. That's cool. Yeah. You'll have to send me a picture of that strawberry blonde. I want to see that bear. That's cool. I've never heard of yeah, a it's, strawberry it's a pretty, blonde bear. <laughs> yeah, well, that's how we put it because yeah. it wasn't quite a cinnamon okay. and it wasn't quite a blonde. So if you kind of make a really light cinnamon or a little bit darker of a blonde, we okay. called it a strawberry blonde. Plus, it sounds so nice when you it say does. that, doesn't it? It sounds, yeah, I'm, I'm it, just it sounds like a bear it, I'd you know? really want to eat. <laughs> yeah, that, that's the salesman outfitter in me. I'm selling you, Matt. I'm selling you. <laughs> I've got my own color face, the strawberry blonde. <laughs> that's right. You know what's funny, though, is, uh, you know, I, I kept this under wraps for the last few years, but I'm pretty sure the bear's either dead or going to die in the next year. Mm-hmm. Is we, we've, had a, we've had a silver bear on my really? bait um, for five years, and it's been elusive. It's been a ghost um, which we don't get. Like when we get a big bear in a bait here, we get it. And mm-hmm. this this bear was a giant. It's a it's a big big silverish, almost a bluish colored bear, but clearly oh. silver. Oh. And for years we thought it was just a giant boar. And as the years went on, and it started losing the body weight and just becoming really old, is it looked more and more like a, a sow. Yeah. Just by the bone structure. And it was like, wow, it was, I think what happened was it was, a, it, I'm pretty sure it's a sow now. Okay. And she's lost weight over the years, over the years. And like in some of the pictures, you can see she doesn't have any teeth. Mm. And what, ha- uh, what happened early in the year, I bait the bait, she hits the bait. And then as soon as a lot of other bears show up, she's gone. Yeah. Just because I don't think she can defend herself. I think she probably eats mostly, I don't know, greenery. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because and yeah, and she's just become this ghost. Wow. Uh, and yeah, but they're really cool that, that there's an cool. actual silver bear. Yeah. That's cool. I could send you a picture of her. Yeah, I'd love to see a picture of that. Yeah, because the that's the fifth color phase. That's you know I think a lot of people don't want to attribute to color phases because it's so hard to get. But typically you hear about those over by like British Columbia up in the mountains. That's and, right. That's so right. I think yeah. it's the glacier bear is what that's called. Glacier bear. That's yeah. right. Yeah. So you actually have but one I mean, up there. That's cool. Yeah. She, she's, she's beautiful. Yeah, for sure. You know, it's kind of, it's kind of bittersweet. You know, we tried to kill this bear and mm-hmm. we didn't. And I don't know, maybe she'll be alive next year. I don't know. 
Yeah. But it's kind of nice when once in a while they win, you know, yeah. she'll die of old age and it'll, it'll just be like, you know, they're not as easy as you think they are. Right. Exactly. You know, you, you can put all the trail mix you want there yep. and hunt all the winds, you, the proper winds and be remote as you want. Mm-hmm. And you, it doesn't mean you're going to get it, you know, and, and because it's such an identifiable bear, we, we know for sure yeah, that, exactly. you know, she, she's one and yep. I'm good with, I'm good with that. That's so. cool. That's cool. Yep, that's the thing. It's always a challenge. It doesn't matter where you're hunting. It's always a challenge, you know? It certainly <laughs> is, yeah. Never a slam dunk. That's cool. That is cool. Yeah, I want to see a picture of both of those bears, so. I'll, I'll send them. I want to see, I, I got to make the determination whether you've shot all four color phases with a bow. Because yeah, well, I don't, I don't, I wouldn't call it a blonde. Like okay. I said, especially okay. the pictures from like 1980 something. Okay. <laughs> so it, it probably, we probably should have taken the time to show off like with the light hitting it. Yeah. What color it truly was. Cause it, okay. in the picture, it kind of looks cinnamon. Okay. But, uh, I see. But, yeah. Cause it's going to say, all yeah, you know what I'm going to do now? I'm going to go ahead. I'm going to go shoot a blonde bear now just because I saw a guy on, on YouTube that yep. was talking about shooting this blonde bear and shooting four colored bears. And yep. I was thinking, you know, that's great. It's a great achievement and everything, but there's been nights on stand where I could have shot all four colored bears in the same night. <laughs> <laughs> and I've yep. got video footage of, of a really nice, super light colored blonde a little boar that was going to grow up to be a giant yeah. that I just kept passing on for three years to let him get big and never shot him. Right. And, uh, cool. I'm thinking now maybe I should have, you know, like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you'll I didn't have know to. it was a thing. I didn't know it was a thing. So. Well, no, they kind of, so, so yeah, um, that guy, Bernie Berenger, he's been a guest on the podcast too. He's a cool guy, but, uh, yeah, he's, he's been on this quest to kill a blonde bear forever. And for whatever reason, it didn't seem like it just could come together for him. And then when he yeah. said, I think I'm the first person to kill a bear, uh, kill all four color phases with a bow. I was like, man, that, is that there's no way that's true like there's got to be no there's somebody. other guys yeah yeah because yeah, i know there's... i know for one thing i for a fact i have talked to a guy in saskatchewan that um that's killed all four with a rifle so yeah you know so i knew that was a that wasn't you know so i knew that guy had gotten all color phases but um i wasn't sure about yeah. anybody with a bow when you said i think i've got all four i was like what <laughs> well I've, i need to get a Boone and Crockett blonde. There you go. Be the first to get all the Boone and Crockett's. Yep. Four color faces, four Boone and Crockett's with a bow. That 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 would be good. Were they all with recurves or or um? Do you shoot a recurve or a longbow? I shoot uh, currently a longbow. Okay. uh, But I will shoot a recurve. But that said, I'll shoot any bow I can get my hands on. I see. And those those three bears were all shot with compounds. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, we're gonna say that would be no, that would be an achievement. <laughs> yeah, and to be honest with you, now Matt, I probably won't shoot tons okay. more because the business has got big. Yeah, and one of my policies is we don't shoot bears. Me and my my guides don't shoot bears where we take people hunting. Yeah, yeah. so so yeah, it sure. would be more local, which means more black bears. Yeah, so yep. I'll probably just shoot black bears from now on. Yeah, yeah, that's so. cool. No, understand that for sure. So it leads me to, to I, I added a question. I'm sorry. Um, what do you like to do with your bear meat? Oh, eat it. All of it. Every <laughs> bit we can. Yeah. No, it's neat. You know, uh, eight years uh, running my bear camp. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's a lot of dead bears. And yeah. every single one has been eaten. Yep. 
And we're proud to say that cool. uh, years ago, I didn't eat bears like back in the eighties. It just wasn't something you did. Yeah. And I think it was probably the nineties. I had shot a big bear and skinned it and walked away and turned around and looked back at it. And I thought, you know what? I'm going to take the meat off that thing. Yep. And I did. And was I impressed? Yep. <laughs> you know? And so I started sharing that with my friends and then they started taking it. And now everybody I know eats the bear meat and no, no word of a lie. It's my family's favorite meat on the grill. Mm-hmm. It, uh, especially in burger. Yep. Oh yeah. Um, it makes fantastic yeah, it, burger. Doesn't it? it and does. yeah, that, and it's perfect timing because you shoot one in the spring and then you've got all summer yep. with the barbecue in front of you. Yep. Right. Yep. To, uh, or the grill in front of you, as you'd say. I got confused with that one time. I was telling them, said, barbecue is a type of food. And I'm like, no, that's what you cook the food on. And it's one of those American Canadian things. Yep. yep. <laughs> but uh, yeah, but you got, you got grill meat for the whole summer. So yep. <laughs> yeah, but love, love the bear meat. Yep. Oh yeah. Same here. Yep. It's, we prefer it over venison for sure. Or beef, you know, it's definitely our favorite here too. And it's, it's so versatile. We use so much with it, but yeah, I, I love, I personally, it's my, one of my favorite meals at all is to have just straight bear burger, you know, bear burgers on the grill yeah. or, or on the barbecue, sorry. Like, <laughs> on the barbecue, yeah, well, for sure, appreciate that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, cool. All right, one last thing and I'm going to let you go, Ryan. Um, what's yeah. your most memorable bear hunt? Most memorable but would be my first one. Your first one? Okay. Yeah, the one where I shot all those arrows. Yep. Oh, I yep. I shot, I shot more arrows that night than I did in the next five years. So, <laughs> yeah. That that would be my most memorable bear hunt. I remember <laughs> I, cool. I loved that bear so much that I didn't want to cut the skin off it. Wow. That's cool. I just wanted to keep it just like it was. You know I, mean? <laughs> I, think I, I think I probably patted that bear where the hair almost came out for so long after that's cool that's cool yeah i like to i like to my first bear too i like to walk up to i just have it as a pelt and uh because this is so bad i was i i skinned it out myself and i didn't and i had never skinned a bear before and uh i i messed up on one of the eyes really bad (laughs) And, uh, I didn't make that same mistake again, but I messed yeah, up yeah, on one yeah. of the eyes really bad and just, <laughs> I took it yeah, to a taxi Yeah, just put sunglasses dermis. on it. Yeah. <laughs> That's what I need to do. I messed <laughs> up on the eyes so bad that I took it to a taxidermist. He's like, boy, I don't know what I'm going to do with that. <laughs> and I said, yeah. well, I'll just tan it for me and I'll, uh, I'll figure it out. And I had yeah. never done anything with it other than have it tanned and, uh, it was a pretty nice bear, but I usually have it laying over the couch and I'm always petting it and stuff. And I kind of get like that, like, I don't know if I should touch it anymore. I don't want to like ruin it. It's so exactly, it's such yeah. a, you know, <laughs> such a sentimental thing for me. <laughs> for sure. That's funny. <laughs> but cool. Uh, well, Ryan, I really appreciate you coming on and, uh, um, sharing your knowledge and uh it's been a fun conversation so and i definitely when i go up to manitoba you're the guy i want to go with so um well i appreciate that and i I got a spot for you cool cool we'll have to make it happen here in the next couple years for sure so but uh sounds good cool man well thanks for coming on any uh closing thoughts or anything like that anything you want to talk about before we wrap it up uh no just thank you for this opportunity it's been great uh 
it's been great getting to know you a little bit and sharing yeah. a little bit uh, with what I know. So no, definitely appreciate it. Same, same right back at you. And uh, um, for everybody listening, we'll have all of Ryan's information in the description of this podcast. So uh, if you want to book a hunt with Ryan or check out his really cool videos, which I recommend, um, definitely uh, we'll have it right there for you, and uh, you'll be able to take a look. So. All right, sir. Appreciate it, Ryan. We'll uh, catch everybody later. Thanks, Matt.